Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. I have the privilege to get to work with some brilliant and hardworking entrepreneurs to help them build towards their financial independence and to plan for their retirement. Mm -hmm. And what I always admire so much about them is the courage that they have to take their idea from a concept to a side project to then becoming their own boss and starting their business. The stories are truly inspiring. And we have noticed, you know, there's got to be a time where it clicked, right? We've Mm -hmm. seen some trends with these people that allowed them to take that huge step from side hustle to main gig. And that's what we really wanted to talk about today was how you get from that point to it being your full-time business. So as we mentioned, we've seen some trends when we talk with these people, uh, these entrepreneurs and these business owners, and we wanted to share some of those with you. What I really wonder is kind of like what, what made it all click, Mm -hmm. right? What was it that gave them the courage to kind of step out out of the security and familiarity of corporate America. And, you know, if that's, if that's you, if you're wondering, you know, can my side hustle do that, Mm -hmm. then this show is definitely for you. Right. So some of the trends that, that you were talking about, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of the things that we want to talk about and that's where we're going to start today. So, uh, and you've identified eight things that we commonly see mm -hmm. when someone's ready to make that transition. Yeah. So some things that you would definitely want to look out for, uh, are things like, okay, does this side hustle, does this gig bring in more income than my nine to five? Mm-hmm. Right. So that'd be obviously a very a positive, positive mark for that. Yes, certainly a good marker. And the next thing is, do you have a supportive and stable team? That doesn't necessarily mean they're employees, but people mm-hmm. who can help you as you work towards your goal. Yes. And then is there a sustainable demand for your product or service? Next thing would be is, can you keep up with demand currently or are you struggling to do that? And then are you financially fit to weather through the challenges? Do you have a plan for retirement, for healthcare costs, and other expenses you'll incur? And then do you have a clear business plan in place? And then probably the most important to a degree. I mean, yes, you got to be financially responsible and, and ready, but is do you want to? Right. Do you want to make that your main gig or do you enjoy your regular job too? Mm-hmm. Kind of as you're wondering those things about your own side hustle, you know, let's dig in. Mm-hmm. Right. So first of all, income. The main thing about this or the main question to ask is, you know, is your worst month of revenue still able to cover all of your required expenses personally and for the business? And let's back up and clarify your worst month. Right. I think a lot of times people say, well, my average is X, Y, Z. We encourage you to look at that worst month because mm-hmm. that will really be the barometer uh, of what you can balance off of because your best month is good, could skew those numbers quite dramatically and you can't set a budget off mm-hmm. of an average. Right. Yes. So yeah, leaving that as the baseline, we would say is, is uh, the main uh, kind of criteria there, but that's the most important question as far as income goes. And you mentioned it also needs to be able to cover not just the business expenses, but your personal expenses. Cause mm-hmm. if you're working full time, you have a certain amount of money that you're required to bring into the household to make yes. the budget work. So if this cannot replace, not only, you know, not only is it a great business income that replaces your expenses there, Mm -hmm. it also has to cover what you typically bring to the household. And if you're stepping away from a job, that's going to create some holes in other areas that we'll talk about in just a minute. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure you're accounting for that. Yeah. And how do you do that? Well, there's a very important tool that most businesses, all the the, the very successful businesses uh, that I've ever seen, 
they use this in uh, in basically efforts to make sure that that they're keeping uh, up with this, and that is a, a budget, right? Mm-hmm. So that uh, that budget will help you make sure that you know at least what your required expenses are. You know what what that uh, for your fixed costs are, your variable costs, and then that way you can make sure that uh, that your worst month does indeed cover those expenses. So you've looked at the income. The next thing to look at would be your support team. And mm-hmm. what does that look like for those that are going from side gig to main main job? Yeah. So kind of like at the, the old proverb says, right, if you want to go quickly, go alone. But mm-hmm. if you want to go far, then go together. And as it pertains to to a business is that if you're if you're kind of going at it alone, then that's uh, you're going to be able to do a lot but it's not going to last very long because it's very easy to burn out, especially, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I've, I've seen this in, in business owners a lot, um, but having a good support team around them is crucial, right? And this is even more important if you have a family, right? Because mm-hmm. that becomes your support team. And uh, what, you, what you ultimately want to know is that you're going to be successful, not just in your business, but also in your family. Yes, and I think also a lot of people will fail to pay attention to things like having a CPA that they can trust and lean into for advice, a financial advisor they can trust and lean into, Mm -hmm. and a lawyer, because all three of those will need to be involved as you grow. So it's better to start having relationships that are meaningful there early Mm -hmm. on too. So that's part of your support team as well. Yeah. And the next part is in regards to your demand, right? So the demand for your product or your service, and this might take a few uh, a little bit more more uh, research, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, typically you can hire a firm to do what's called a, a market study uh, for you. And there's some very important uh, parts to this study uh, and data points that you'll find. And so one of those is the size of the market share, mm-hmm. right? So what that means is just, okay, how, how much demand is there actually for your product or service, right? So, you know, if we were, you know, to talk about uh, you know, Arkansas, the demand for something like cars. Well, there's, you know, a pretty steady demand for cars mm-hmm. in Arkansas. So that would be kind of the, the first place is, okay, what what is the total demand? And then the next data point would be, what is your share uh, currently of um, of that total market share? So how many people know about your specific business within a given group of businesses that do the sim- same thing? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what is the amount of market share that is still up for grabs, right? So uh, obviously not all of it. Uh, you have, Nobody's cornered the, the market. Uh, it's, there's still a lot of uh, open market share out there. You're, uh, if there isn't, then you don't have a business, right? Mm-hmm. And you should probably just quit while you're ahead. Uh, but that's what you want to know because that will let you know um, what, uh, how much uh, more income or how much more revenue is there out, um, for, up for grabs. And lastly, it will, you also want to know through that market study how many competitors you have. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important if you've started with something to ask yourself, will I need this in five years? Mm-hmm. If I were my customer, would I still need this in five years? Will this still be relevant to me in 10 years? Because if you're trying to build a long-term business and you wouldn't even use this product mm-hmm. long-term or this service long-term, yeah. then chances are you may want to rethink that. So there are a lot of fads that come out and I know there's a lot of multi-level marketing kind of things out there that some of them are sustainable, some of them are not, but take mm-hmm. time. I feel like it's very important to take time to ask yourself, would I use this product for 20 years? Right. It's kind of like uh, in the investment world, we tell people, I mean, if you're going to invest, make sure to invest in something that, that you understand mm-hmm. right, and that you believe in. Yes. Yeah. So the the next part is 
uh, also kind of in, in uh, terms or relative to demand, but in, in a separate way. So can you keep up with the demand, right? Mm-hmm. So that uh, that is also something that might lead you to go full on into your, uh, your side hustle because uh, kind of the, the question that you want to ask here is, you know, what is my current work-life balance and is there even a balance at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think there are times where you just have waves of busyness mm-hmm. and that's normal. You're, I know a lot of people use this work-life balance and they expect it to be something that is consistent. That's mm-hmm. not realistic. But if you find yourself agonizing over your side gig in the way that you're like, man, I wish I could meet mm-hmm. all these demands, but I just don't have the time, yeah. then that may be a clue. Something yeah. to consider is, is it seasonal? Right. Is it continuous? You know, is it something where at, it's really just a three month period where you tend to be really busy, then you may not need to take that full time yet. Mm-hmm. But if you're busy most of the time, that may be a clue. Right. Yeah. So if your side hustle is, or is something like vacation rentals, then you probably have a very busy season and then you've got an off season where things are pretty calm. And if you're ready to take it to a full time gig, plan ahead. If you mm-hmm. already know that you're going to make the bulk of your money in a six month period or a four month period, then you mm-hmm. know you've got to sustain yourself the rest of the year. So think about what you need to do in advance before you get there. Exactly. And if it is seasonal, then there's other measures that you can do mm-hmm. to, you know, whether it be to even out demand, uh, keep inventory controls, uh, or even hire some, some uh, temporary work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next thing we're talking about in trends that we see in people who are ready to move on to a full-time gig is financial fitness. Mm-hmm. You're going to have challenges when you start a business. Everybody does. It's not just you. But if you're financially fit going into it, you can weather those challenges a lot more effectively than if you go into it and you're not already stable. That's right. So here's that question again. Do you keep a budget? Mm-hmm. Right. Because this will help you identify how much to keep in liquid reserves for emergencies. And we would say at least six to 12 months in savings is kind of the gold standard when it comes to business owners. There are some things that can affect that. So if you're single or double income household, Mm -hmm. that can have a big impact. So if you are a two income household, the loss of your income may not be as impactful, Mm -hmm. especially if the other spouse is carrying health insurance or things like that. So, you know, that may impact how much you need to keep in savings. Um, Do you have predictable cash flow? Are there things that are set in place that no matter what you do, you're going to have an income coming in that might affect how much you need, Um, what your expenses look like each month could affect that. And then also, do you have access to favorable financing? Yeah. And this will help a lot because if you're looking to to expand your business or anything like that, or if it's going to take purchasing some machinery, right, uh, some Mm -hmm. sort of capital expenditure, uh, then that's going to be very important because you'll want to have uh, that already uh, planned out so that that doesn't take up all of your emergency savings and then you're left with nothing. Yes. And then one big gap that we see for business owners that we, we need to make sure you have filled before you take that step mm-hmm. is healthcare. Yep. You know, it, when you're starting a business, often healthcare expenses are one of the biggest expenses you're going to incur based on clients we've met with. Yep. Um, and these, you know, when you have a nine to five or a corporate job, those are usually part of the plan. Mm-hmm. So you start working, you've got access to those. But when you go out on your own, do you have an option through your spouse? Often people will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're younger, are you still eligible to be on your parents' plan for a little while to buy you some time? Yes. But making sure you nail down your health care coverage before you take that step is really, really important because you have a very small window when you mm-hmm. step away from an employer to replace that coverage. Right. 
where there's no gaps in in care. Yeah, and it gets really expensive really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you you mentioned uh, you know this is the the healthcare part of things is one of the benefits that you receive with your nine to five job. The other one is your retirement plan, mm-hmm. right? So do you have a plan for that? Uh, so we would highly encourage folks to consult with a financial advisor to make sure that that this is something that that you're not overlooking in your plan. Mm-hmm. And then another trend that we see in a lot of successful business owners is that they have a clear business plan in place. And this is so crucial, especially if your uh, plan involves obtaining any sort of financing from a bank, mm-hmm. right? Because a bank is going to want to see a professional business plan written down where you are actually detailing a lot of the things that we've already talked about on here, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, including your, your market study uh, that shows the demand, that shows your finances, your that shows cash flow. Yeah. That shows, you know, a, a trend uh, of revenue uh, mm-hmm. and expenses and shows your control of it. Uh, and then uh, any plans that you have for expansion, right? Because any uh, any bank is definitely going to want to invest in, in a growing company, mm-hmm. right? But if you can't show that, uh, you know, on paper, if you don't have the financials to do it, it's going to be really hard to secure uh, a loan for that. And I think the most important thing is, again, do you want to make the change? Mm-hmm. Being the boss is not easy. I right. mean, even in my own home, sometimes I'm just like, I just don't want to make one more decision. Just leave me alone for five minutes. Um, and, and I'm not even a business owner. You know, my mm-hmm. family is my business, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want it, not all of us are made to be owners. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to bring someone along beside you to be the boss and let you continue maybe on some level. But but don't feel like just because you're successful in your side gig that you have to turn it into a full time job. Yeah. Yeah. That desire has to be there. That passion has to be there because at the end of the day, whenever you're a business owner and the crap hits the fan, as they say, yeah, uh, it's on you. Yes. So uh, we call it whitewater. A lot of times here at Gen Wealth, when we go through growth phases, it feels like you're kind of in whitewater. Everything's a little bit right. shaky. There's a general path. We have our business plan, but you know, the details of it can sometimes feel shaky. And that's normal to have cycles of that as a business owner. Mm-hmm. But when you start out, it is much more beneficial to have a clear path that you are ready to follow, that you have thought through than it is to just be like, eh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of business plans, uh, if you need any help and I would like to go into a little bit uh, more depth on that, we do have an episode uh, on uh, putting together a business plan. So check the show notes uh, to, to see what episode that is and make sure to listen. Let us know what you think. Ready for our two cents? So uh, mm-hmm. how about you get us started? What part of the process are you at? One of the hardest places to be is wondering if you're ready. So if you've been feeling stuck, like you're spinning your wheels, reach out to us and let us talk through these processes with you to determine if you're ready to take that side gig to your main gig. Mm -hmm. And if I could add anything to that list, it would be to have a mentor, right? Because having somebody Mm -hmm. by your side that has walked the walk uh, is, is so crucial, especially as you're making some very important business decisions. So that's it for us today. Thank you for giving us a listen. And again, if you liked uh, our content today, please share and subscribe to our podcast as well as your YouTube channel uh, to make it easier for others to learn about financial independence. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. 
And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.